Hello and welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. This is the latest in our All Villains series, where we met Nilesh Chowan, who's the founder of the award-winning Villains Together. I started out by asking Nilesh to explain exactly who Villains Together are. Yeah, so Villains Together are a fans group for Aston Villa Football Club. Um, and we're a fans group that basically we try and get people from all backgrounds to attend games. And that is what we try and do, um, especially at Villa Park. Yeah. And it's um, like, how long has it been going for, you know, and where did the idea come from to set it all up? So we've been going for about four years now. Um, but the idea came from uh, past experience for myself. So when I had this idea, um, you know, I had past experience going to Villa Park when I was a, when I was a young lad uh, of racial abuse um, in football itself uh, of racial abuse and um, I thought at one point you know what I didn't want to be in football um, I didn't I didn't want to be part of football because of the abuse that I was getting um, and then because I loved the game so much um, there was a moment in time where I actually decided that I can't let the people that abuse me in the game win. Um, and I didn't want anybody else to be put off by the beautiful game. So I decided to create Villains Together. Um, and we, I thought to myself, you know, who can I do this with? How can I go about this? Um, and then I, I researched the Fans for Diversity uh, campaign um, and looked at them and I spoke to a guy called Anwar Udin, who, who's the head of Fans for Diversity. Um, and he gave me some great support and how to do it and and what to do. Uh, I came up with a name um, and then I, I got on board uh, a close friend of mine who lives literally opposite Villa Park, um, Sakib, and um, basically we both started it up, to, up, up and then we it just went on from there and we just started going into communities, talking about football at first and what we would do is we'd go into communities and, we, and we'd put on a session, uh, like a coaching session, to get people interested in the game first um, and then after that, we would talk about Villa Park and what Villa Park's like and what a match day experience is like at Villa Park. Right. And so, like, it actively was you actively came up with the idea to make villains together from your own experiences. So, you had been yeah. coming across, you know, racist abuse in stadiums and just playing football yourself and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was the whole idea was, was, was a past experience, really. Um, and to be honest, when I came up with the idea, I didn't even know that was, there was other fans group that existed um mm. in the same way when I started when I came up with the idea and um I spoke to one person about it and then he said yeah you know what there are fan groups like this so I was like oh okay um so I started speaking to other fan groups as well uh, and they said you know what just go for it you should do it um and the reason for the name villains together um was you know the, the, the together thing is that football is for everybody together um, so that was the whole whole name, and I wanted to, a name that you know would welcome everybody from all backgrounds. Right. And how do you sort of actively encourage communities to get involved with with the villa then, or with villains together? Sorry. Um, so what we do is we would go out and we would would speak to communities first and foremost, um, and and tell them what we do and why we do it, um, and then you know because what happens is is a lot of communities they have a perception about the game, yeah. um, you know some people think that you know. When they see so many big crowds at the game um, on TV, and the perception is like, you know, it's going to be crowded, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Um, there's a lot of noise. Um, and especially some people from 
ethnic backgrounds, they would think that, you know what, with what's been going on recently and in football in the last couple of years, um, are they going to be welcomed at a football stadium? So we would go in and then we would, we would tell them and, and change, try and change their perception of the game. Um, first and foremost, you know, get, get them interested in the game. Is, is a key part of what we try and do. So we, 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 would, we would get them interested in that, depending on the age range that we, we target or the community that we are at. So if it's a kid's community, we would put on a little session, um, make, them, make it fun for them, um, get them smiling, get them scoring goals, because every time someone scores a goal, everyone loves it and they all smile. Um, and then after that, we sit them all down. We'll sit all the kids down and, and would say, right, we are season ticket holders at Villa Park. This is what it's like when you go there. You walk in, the, the stewards are friendly, um, you sit down and you watch a game and, 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 and you know, the game then, it takes control. So as soon as we take people in, you know, the game will take control of them. Mm. Uh, and then the whole perception changes after that. Um, so as soon as we've talked to them, we take them to a game um, and the perception just completely changes as soon as they go to a game. Um, and they cheer in the, the Villaran and... That, and every time someone scores, it's, it's amazing. And the singing, you know, it's all amazing. And the one of the key things when we take people people is the celebrations. So when someone scores, everybody celebrates together. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone's in front of you, they all go crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that's when people feel accepted. Um, so right. when they go, they're like, oh, you know what? That guy, I don't know, never met, has just celebrated with me and hooked me uh, when John McGinn scored. So it was just... It's just that kind of thing, um, but it all it all starts off with the club as well, and so and how the club is, and and mm. with us and the club and the way we work together, it, it kind of works really well. So you know when we do these things at the communities and we get people across from from the from the time we walk into the club and how they're welcomed is very important for us. So the stewards welcome uh, and, you know, the people at halftime when they're buying their chips and the pies and everything else. Um, and then they're sitting down with other fans and they're all feeling welcomed. And that's the, that's the key element. That sounds brilliant. You know, you said you've been going for four years now. What kind of active um, progress have you seen, do you think, within football and um, with Villains Together itself? Well, the programmes itself, like, so you've got the Fans, fans for Diversity programme itself, which, you know, they would fund a lot of what we try and do. Yeah. Um, so, and like a, a classic example of this is now, we, we we reached out to a community which was across the road from Villa Park called Saki House. Right. They, um, they're, 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 there's some Muslim ladies that run the community. Um, we, we took 17 ladies down to Villa Park and um, they even wore claret hijabs um and you know and that was that was that that was a, a massive massive day for villa park mm. because you imagine 17 ladies in hijabs coming down to villa park you know i was worried myself would we get any abuse didn't want these ladies to be put off the game yeah um but there was no abuse there was no there was nothing else it was nothing but welcome that was what it was welcome and they became flag bearers that day they loved the game a lot of them now that don't go down to the game but they follow Villa, you know, they follow Villa and that's the key as well. They follow Villa now. And uh, a couple of the ladies didn't understand English, but they understood the game after the game, um, yeah. which was, which was amazing. So that there is a progression for me, you know, you know, to, from taking like um, a couple of groups down, which were four or five people or four or five kids to taking massive groups of 17 ladies down to Villa Park is the progression for me as to how the campaign runs. 
Yeah. So that's that's for me as how Villains Together has kind of progressed um, in the way we're doing it. It really does show the power that football can have to bring people together. Um, there's not many things in the world that I think has that ability. Um, but, you know, how involved is Aston Villa itself with the Villains Together? Do they have any kind of input or do you work with them? Yeah, yeah. So we work very closely with them. Um, we work closely with Lucy Keelan as well. She, she's yeah, brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, so we work very closely as to what we're doing. So if any time I'm doing anything, it would always be um, notified to the club as well to say, you know what, I'm actually doing this. Because um, at the end of the day, we are representing Aston Villa um, and we are doing everything that we can to make Villa as inclusive as possible. Yeah. So um, we, we, we do try to keep that communication there and, and the club are very supportive of what, anything we do. Um, you know, we, we'll, we will try and do what we can. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they would support us in any way possible. So when it comes to a match day experience, we'll tell them that there's a group that we're taking down um, and they accommodate us by saying, okay, you've got this group. That's great. What we can do is last time we took a, uh, a group of communities there were a mixture of kids and adults as well they took them into the um the north stand at the time it, before it was redone um and they, they actually took them into a box and mm-hmm. this is the first time they they, they, they sent a pitch um, yeah, so right, going nice. into a box and you see this big window um <laughs> and, and and it was it was amazing because they all seen this big window and this in this pitch then they went out on the pitch so the, that's how the club kind of helped us out there because oh, it was brilliant. like well you know what you've You've introduced them in a good way there. Um, so, you know, we worked very really, Last time when we took the, the ladies down, you know, the club helped in a way to say that they can, they can become flag bearers on the day. Um, and that was amazing. You know, uh, again, Dean Smith came up to them that day and came up to us and took pictures and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, really welcomed again. You know, and that's how the club are, are, are working with us and, and, and how we do stuff. That's great to hear, you know, it gives you even more pride being a Villa fan, um, you know, knowing that your club behaves like that. Uh, but it's not just Villa as well. I guess, you know, do you also coordinate and operate with um, similar groups from other football teams as well? We do. So, you know, there's a lot that goes on. So I'm part of um, Up and Out England as well, um, where they are a, a fans group for the England national team. Um, so there's there's parts of um, other fan groups there. So there's one called Blues for All. There's a member from there. There's uh, Punjabi Rams. There's Punjabi Villains. There's a member from there. And they're all different members. And they're all come together and they all help each other out. And um, when it came to the Euros, we did a few events um, where we got England fans to watch um, uh, the games. Obviously, we couldn't go down to the games, but we'd be hired at a bar and everything else and food. Um, which was all funded by the fans for diversity again, um, and that was that was a, that was the first time I had to work with a blues fan. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, so you know, and we we do a lot now for like um, for lo- local community football teams as well. No, mm-hmm. um, so uh, football teams that want to start up uh, little league teams and stuff like that, we we, we look at helping them in any way we can because I'm a football coach so I'll put on as many sessions as I can for them and stuff like that right. um, so we, we, we try and engage now now that we're at the pandemic we can do a lot more yeah. so yeah so we're both you know from the Birmingham area and we both know it's a very 
multicultural city yeah. but I don't feel like that's been reflected necessarily in a lot of the footballers that have come through in the last 20 years we have a you know we don't really see South Asian representation at all you know until recently in Arjun Reiki um, so when you say you're training um, younger players now and doing football sessions are you sort of also like seeing more involvement from South Asian communities and communities that haven't necessarily you know been so heavily involved in football are you seeing more popularity now within those kinds of communities I am now I am now before I wasn't so I was a football coach since I was 16 um and when I started coaching um I I I coached when I started coaching and I did my first couple of sessions I got my coaching badges and everything and you know what I didn't have one Asian lad in my my, my coaching session wow one that's that's incredible but when I but this is when I first started so I'm 39 now um and and I was about 17 18 then but um this is the thing as well you know I was I was doing it in Sheldon at first and I remember when I first did my first couple of sessions there was there was there was one um family that came in and they came in a bit late uh, to the session and um they came in and noticed them they came in and and they walked out they weren't Asian though okay they weren't Asian they were just English and normal, normal people and everything else but um I, I then went to the end of the session. I said to a couple of other parents, I said, oh, um, why didn't they, um, why didn't they, did, did, how come that, that they, uh, they left? Um, did you know why? They said anything to, to the other parents. And, uh, and um, one of the parents said, they asked where the coach was. Uh, um, and they said, yes, that lad there. And they went, the Asian lad. Hmm. And they went, yeah. They went, okay. And they walked out. That there was 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 heartbreaking for me when I heard that, right? But I didn't, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. I started. I carried on. Carried on. And as I carried on and carried on, um, I'd have a couple more Asian lads that came in, and a couple more, and and, and it's going on and on and on, and it, and it's starting to come through now. Um, you know, it, it is it is it is changing now. But I think the right. modern day um, families have not changing now as well, uh, where they're a bit more accepted to what you can do in football as a whole. You know, right. there's a, football isn't just about being a football player anymore. You know, you yeah. don't have to. Uh, and I think the older generation thought that where they thought, well, you know what? If you're not going to be a football player, you're not going to get into football. But now yeah. there's a vast amount of roles that are within clubs, not just at Premier League level or, or, or professional level, the semi-pro clubs and non-league clubs that you can actually work for now in all sectors of football. Um, and that's where the doors opened. Now, South Asians, they do need to explore that a bit more, you know, and especially parents as well. They don't need to say, well, you know what? I can't see my son making it. Let's let's change him to another career. It could be the fact that explore the fact that there's physio. You could be a physio. You can do this. You can be an analysis that you can be, you know, you can do so many things you can be in in a club now. Um, So that's, that's where I think things are going to change now. Um, And also there's, there's a younger generation of families now, um, who now take their kids to 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 football every Saturday morning for training, and they have matches on a Sunday. And I see a lot, a lot now, you know, which is really right. good. Now I have a lot of um, people from ethnic minorities now phone me to say, "Oh, you know what? Um, I feel like my son needs a change of club now." And you know, do you recommend any clubs and everything else? And and I can do that now, and it's really good. It's really good to have like parents ringing me saying because they're getting their kids involved in the game. Whereas before, 
nobody was doing that in the in the older generation then we we're getting the kids involved now the kids are getting involved and i and i think it will be a matter of time now you know um you got arjun now at villa yeah. who's a great player you know yan danda um players like that you know um hamza chowdhury um so you know what it's a matter of time it's a matter yeah. of time but we've got to keep on pushing we've got to keep on pushing and that you know you know, if you look at Anwar Udin, you know, recently an assistant manager at Aldershot, um, and he's now also, and he also does, he heads up the Fans for Diversity campaign as well. So there's a lot there. So, yeah. and it can happen. It can happen. It's just a matter of time, but we've got to keep on pushing for me. I also saw a couple of years ago, you won the part of the Pride Awards. Uh, standing yeah. there with Brian Little. Uh, can you just yeah. sort of talk through kind of how that felt, you know, that experience of getting that recognition from the Villa? Do you know what, right? That day, um, I'll never forget that day. Never, ever. So I had the phone call to say, oh, you know, uh, we've got two tickets at um, the Player Awards. Um, would you like to come? Um, and I was like, well, yeah. You know, I'm not going to say no to that, that of course. You know, um, I've never been to a Player Awards before at Villa and I'm a, I've been a Villa fan all my life. So I went there and obviously I took... Um, my other friend called Saki who runs this with us um, and uh, I was with Guy Rippon and um, who, who's the head of uh, the foundation and uh, he actually actually he rang me on the day and he said oh make sure you, you, you polish your shoes and everything else and make sure you've got your, your best stuff on which is a, a decent event and I said yeah 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 no, definitely you know I was well excited about it <laughs> so I got there and everything and um, I was I was sitting with uh, you know some from some legends, you know, Mark Walters and all, all of them kind of guys. Um, and then I looked at the program. And when I looked at the program, I was like, you know, I looked at all these awards, then it's in the um, a diversity award, um, an inclusion award. And I looked at it, I was like, you know what, whoever wins this, I really want to meet them. I really want to work with them. Mm. Um, because you know, they that they can help me. Um, so yeah, I was looking forward to seeing who was gonna win it. Let, but when they shouted my name out, I never in a million years thought I was going to win any award like that. Never thought the club would recognise me in that way. And I was so grateful. Don't get me wrong. Really, really grateful. It was one of the best moments of my life. Um, you know, and seeing all my heroes, like, you know, it was Jack was there and he's still my hero. Um, yeah. You know, John McGinn and everyone else. It was, it was, it was amazing. But never in a million years did I think it was me that was going to win it. I thought it was somebody else was going to win it. Um, <laughs> it was an unbelievable, unbelievable experience. Um, you know, and, and I'll never forget it. That's absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, what, what an amazing experience that sounds like. And, um, you know, just before we sort of end this first section, uh, I just want to ask you, you know, it's a very broad um, topic. It's a, it's a very difficult question to answer. But... Uh, how how do we tackle racism and all forms of discrimination within football? Like, what more can be done? Do you think? You know what? There's one thing that can happen, and that's education. Right. So education is the key for the whole of this. To be honest, and it needs to start from the bottom. Education needs to go into schools. It needs to then filter through. It really does need to filter through. It needs to go into curriculum and it needs to be properly structured. Without that, we're going to struggle still. Mm-hmm. We're going to struggle. And it's not just education about racism, diversity. And that is, that's just one part of it. But the younger generation now need to be educated on how to use social media. Um, and when I say how to use social media is they need to understand this. 
what they put on social media and how it affects people um and what it does to people um and, and that needs to start from the from the from the younger generation and then it needs to filter through um but the powers of b in this country need to do that they need yeah. to put something in place um without that it's it's still going to be there it's great saying you know when 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 you get people like rashford and sancho and saka getting the, the racial abuse and the day after you're coming out and saying you know uh, we're going to support these lads and we're going to do this we can do that you know um we don't we don't we don't support anything of racial abuse or whatever it's great all them words it's the action though we need to yeah. see them do something about it and my thing is you know it should start as this younger start, you know, in primary schools, going into primary schools and saying that, you know, is it right to call someone this because they've missed a penalty for your country? Is that right? You know, and, and it has to be hard hitting as well. Um, but that's for me is, is the only way possible at the moment. Um, but the other factor is as well that a lot of people now need to, or a lot of, companies now need to work with campaigns see the campaigns like fans for diversity kick it out uh, all these campaigns they can only do so much mm-hmm. but they need to be worked alongside they need to be pushed alongside and uh, and collaborate with more people as well um in order to to send the message out as a whole all villa no filler on twitter instagram and facebook Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. It's time to add some spice to the show, throw in some very hot flavors as we cover some of the controversial topics or get the creative juices flowing in the spicy question. Today, Nilesh, on a scale of one to 10, I'm asking you what you've made of Aston Villa's season so far. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. Yep. Right? Purely because I don't think we've hit our full potential yet. I think there's a lot, lot more to come from Villa at the moment. Um, and I think that, that's going to happen, to be honest. I think the way we're playing, we're difficult to beat at the moment. You know, we, we, we are difficult to beat. And you can see that when... You see the, post, the the interviews after the games uh, from managers saying that this is a tough Villa side to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still think the more we play together now, um, the more we're getting better for me. Um, we've seen that in the last couple of games that we've had against Man United and Tottenham. Yeah, because I think I saw that you were at the Spurs game away. I was, yeah, I was. Uh, amazing stadium. Uh, absolutely amazing stadium. Uh, loved it. Great stadium. I mean, that day, you know, Villa again were very difficult to beat, defended very well. Um, you know, so I, I, I do think we're, we're unlucky that game, you know, um, but I do think the more we play together, the better we'll get. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards an eight as well, I think. Uh, seven and a half to an eight out of ten for this season so far, because I guess, you know, going into it, we lost our talisman in Jack Grealish and then mm. we, you know, any club losing a player of that quality is going to take a big transition, I think. And um you know, we signed a lot of new players. They haven't even been able to play together yet. Bailey and Wendy here, we haven't seen them really on the pitch together yet. So uh, bearing in mind all of that, the fact that we've beaten Everton 3-0, who were unbeaten otherwise, we've beaten Man United away 1-0. We're 
You know, we didn't play so well at Spurs, but, you know, 2-1 away at Spurs, you don't ever want to lose a game, but it's not the worst result in the world. No, um, definitely not. You know, bearing all of those factors, it's, we've, I, we're a bit further ahead than I thought we were, actually. I just, my, my running word for this season has been patience. I think that's what we've always just got to have <laughs> with the team this year. Um, I mean, what would you uh, what would you like to see from Villa this season? You know, like, where would you sort of, where do you think we will end up and where would, but where would you like us to end up realistically? I would, I could see us finishing seventh, but, but it wouldn't surprise me if we finished sixth or fifth. No, right. At all. Yeah. Because, um, because like I said, like you said as well, um, Vendia, Bailey, they haven't even really played yet properly yeah. for the club, for the club yet and the team. So we're playing well without these kind of creative players fully in the side yet. Yeah. Um, and God knows how, how well we'll play when, when when these guys are at their full potential and playing again. Um, so uh, you know, I, I think I think it wouldn't surprise me if we went. I mean, if we went sixth or fifth because of the way the actual structure of how we play now. Okay, I, I agree with that. I, th- I think also what we you know we've said it previous on previous podcast episodes is just how difficult Villa are to prepare for now. You know, last season I think it was always pretty obvious that it was the outlet was Grealish unless he was injured, yeah. and then it was. 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 and it was kind of like I think you knew what you were going to get from Villa whereas now it's like oh they've turned up with a 3-5-2 and you know yeah. you don't who know you know the opposition teams might be like well we'll prepare for that and then Villa turn up and play 4-3-3 instead and it's like oh okay um, better switch up quite quickly then yeah. um, so that that's probably going to work in our favour going forward I think and once all the players are fit and playing together hopefully we'll see more of that but uh, something I want to ask as well is um how amazing has it been being back in stadiums? Oh, it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, the first game back at Villa Park was just, you know what? I felt like I was going there for the first time. Um, mm. You know, just went there and, I, and I sat, before I sat down, I just looked around mm. and I was just like, this is what it's about. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was great for my mood. It was, it was brilliant. It was just brilliant. And it was it's one of them, you know. It's what you when you go to a game, you kind of you make friends as well. When you receive a ticket holding with the person behind you, the person in front, you know. Uh, and it was good to see them again, you know. Because uh, mm. every time you see them was at the game, um, so it, it was it was great, uh, unbelievable experience, and it just shows as well that football is nothing without fans, you know. Yeah. We went through the went through the pandemic, and you're watching it all on TV, which was which was great and stuff like that. Yeah, but it just wasn't the same. You know, it just wasn't the same. And, you know, when I go, when I look back at the pandemic and stuff, and when Villa beat Liverpool 7-2, gosh, I could just imagine what the, what the, what would it be like Yeah. if there were fans in that stadium and it was that result? Yeah. Gosh, the noise. It, it's amazing how last season it got to that point where, um, you know, every game was on TV, which was, was great during the pandemic and all that. But, um you know, obviously I was watching every Villa game, very invested in every Villa game, but other football matches without the fans, I just became a bit of a, like a, I wasn't really as invested. Like it really has shown like how fans just add so much, don't they? Like it's, just, it is nothing without fans. Like that's just so true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like it's that saying, it, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Yeah. Um, and, and exactly that, what it was like, you know, when you haven't got football to go to every weekend, like mm. it's just the same and you know I was at home watching the games with myself and my bowl of peanuts and it was just you get excited 
and you're there and then you do cheer for that goal when they score definitely on that but it was just not the same yeah you know? and uh who would you say to sort of wrap this bit up the spicy question who would you say has been villa's best player so far this season it's quite a tough one i think it is a tough one but do you know the person that i really like this season and um he never gives up, man. Like he's, this season, he's even more so. I just, he's just running everywhere. And that's John McGinn. Yeah. John McGinn, for me, like he, he's just... But I think he's probably been a bit underrated this season at the moment. But when you watch him, he's just like, he's there. and He, he, he looks like he wants to play for the club. He loves the club. You know, and, and that's yeah. what you like to see. Um, so I, I, for me, it's probably a surprising one for everyone to hear. But John McGinn is he, my man. Yeah, I think that's a really fair shout. He's had a really good, strong start to the season. Um, you know, last season it felt a little bit maybe like he dropped slightly a level at some at certain points, but uh, this season he's come into it much, much. He was injured better. quite a bit last season as well, though. So yeah, exactly. This season he, he looks fully fit. He looks, it look, looks like he's enjoying his football. Um, probably just needs to add a few goals to his game. Um, but for me, he's the man. Yeah. And I think, you know, shout out to Douglas Louise has been playing well um, and also yeah. Jacob Ramsey coming in the team. And uh, how great is it to see a young, brummy lad like him, you know, Villa fan? Do you know, do you know what, the business? The, 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 this is the thing, right? And every Villa fan can have a smile on their face at the moment with, with mm-hmm. the way Villa are doing, you know. You know, look, we've just lost our talisman in Jack Grealish. But Dean Smith has currently put a squad together and a team together that are competing against top level teams. Yeah. You know, your Man United, Arsenal's everything. He's, 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 he's showing that this team can play, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, you know, he's not afraid to put these youngsters on. Now he's putting youngsters in, in Premier League games. He's not afraid to put them in and, and, he, and he's putting Jacob Ramsey in. Jacob Ramsey at the moment, he looks like a player that's played in the Premier League for about two or three seasons. Yeah, uh, does. You know, yeah. He's, you know, and we go back to, for Dane, Dean Smith, and people, you know, forget that he hasn't actually managed in the Premier League that long. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so it's amazing what he's done. That was the spicy question, and both Nilesh and me are impressed with Villa season so far. If you have an opinion on that, whether you agree or completely disagree, you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Okay, before we go, Nilesh, uh, let's have a quick chat about Villa's next game. It's Wolves at Villa Park. Uh, How do you think we'll get on in that game? Um, I think we'll win. Um, I do think we'll win. Um, I think it will be a good 2-0 win for us, to be honest. Um, but it's a local derby. Um, it's good to have that derby. Um, so there will be a good atmosphere on that day. Um, but Villa being at home, um, the way we're playing at the moment, we're, we're difficult to beat. Um, we're good going forward as well at the moment. So it's I, I, I can't see us losing that game. Mm. Um, so yeah, fully, fully confident that Villa will win that game. Definitely. Yeah, I'm 
super excited for it. Uh, it's it's the first. I figured it's the first time we've played Wolves in front of a full Villa Park since we came back to the yeah. Premier League. It's it's which is mad, you know. This is our third time we'd have played them at Villa Park since coming back, and both times it was the both two previous times it was in front of an empty stadium. So the yeah. atmosphere is going to be be rocking. Um, it's normally a bit of a cagey game that one, or it has been in recent times, a bit tight yeah. and close. It has, yeah. I mean, I always remember that one. Um, who was it that came off the bench and, and scored? Bjarnason, and he did that little toe poke. And, and, and he went past all the players <laughs> and he scored that goal. So I do remember that. And I think I'm sure that was against Wolves. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 4-1. Um, really random yeah. result that was. Yeah, yeah. So I think I remember he wasn't starting many games and it's as if he came on and just wanted to prove a point. And it's as if he was angry. And that's what yeah. I remember about one of them fixtures. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I'm, I am looking forward to that. I think um, I think uh, a lot of fans will be looking forward to that one. Before we head off, Nilesh, uh, can you just let us know where we can find you online, and also how do you become a member of Villains Together? Yeah, so basically, if you go to our website, villainstogether.co.uk, um, and just uh, go to the contact us page and just, just send us a message, and you can become involved in anything we do. Um, and definitely, we welcome anybody. So, yeah, definitely come 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 on board and help us out. Uh, let's make Villa light up and um, make it an experience for everybody. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire. It's been great to have you on, and it'd be wonderful to chat again in future, Nilesh. Anytime. And goodbye from me. We'll be back soon. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Mm-hmm.